They're large in charge, and in they're about to barge. Here are Cliff and Kindle. <laughs> Get out and get out and live. What happens in between my legs is my own business. Cliff and Kindle, Cliff and Kindle, Cliff and Kindle. Forever and always, always, always. Kindle time, Kindle time. Oh, Kendall, what a beautiful day here at the Busheltown Community Pool here in the heart of downtown Busheltown. Uh, see all the people. Oh, splishing and a splashing. Splish splashing. Got a lot of people coming, dropping their kids off at the pool. And Oh, God, Cliff, you have sunscreen all over your face. You did not rub it in good. I didn't mean oh, I wait, didn't, or is that. I didn't want to rub it in. Is that butter? No. Is, oh, no. is that butter? It's butter on my shirt. I, my face. Oh. My, that was from breakfast. I've, my face is sunscreen because I read that if you don't rub it in and, it, you know, you look ghostly, you look white and weird for a while, it works and lasts longer is what I, is a hack I picked oh, up. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at you. Already starting off with the hacks. Early into the show. Oh, Kendall, if you can't hack it, you gotta get out. <laughs> oh, which, speaking of, I know we talked about, sorry, that was very loud. Oh. Um, the show Hacks. Yes. Uh, I watched the whole thing and I loved, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Finished the first season yesterday. That's Kendall's review. Two thumbs up. It was excellent. And another show you should look into. I don't know if it's only on Showtime, but I got a free 30-day Showtime trial because I wanted to watch a movie. Uh-huh. And a very funny show, Black Monday. You need to look into that. Oh, okay. Look and see if it's check it anywhere out. else. It's very, very funny about stock, stock market in the 80s. Really funny. Oh, sounds totally interesting. All right, now it is. It's, it's funny. It's I'm done kidding, in a I'm funny kidding. way. I know it'll be funny. It's not one yeah. of those comedies, you know, you know, where it's like, is this a comedy? Because this is depressing, and these are, you know, but it's not one of not, those. At enough all. about this show, Cliff. Enough about this. <laughs> right. That's the end of our impromptu Siskel and Ebert session. There, <laughs> we'd like to throw those things. Maybe it'll become a thing. We don't know. We should. Two that fat needs, thumb, two chubby thumbs that up. That needs to be a segment. The Siskel and we'll go to the Siskel and Ebert segment where we give things up. Boom. It's happening next two weeks from now. It's happening. Put it on the list, Mr. Snodbottom. Oh, he's not listening. He's over there. He's rubbing in suntan lotion on Mrs. Potter, but it turns shoulders. Whoa. Hey, guys. Let's keep it calm here. This is a family park. Well, he didn't want her to family burn. pool, not a park. He, you know, he didn't want any of those moles to become suspicious. Now, do they have one of those lazy rivers here? I don't see one. I see a lazy co-host right across from me. <laughs> but I don't... Maybe maybe if I just lay in the pool, it'll be <laughs> a lazy river. Well, it becomes one when you lay in there, Kendall. <laughs> and when I lay in the pool, I really lay around you the really pool. You really do, Kendall. But we're not even talking about the pool. We're not talking about nope. Siskel and Ebert. We're not talking about any of this stuff. What are the hell? What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> Who can remember these days, Cliff? Uh, 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 we're talking... Uh, Summer food hacks. Hack it, hack it, hack it, hack it. We can hack it all day. We can. We're gonna give you all kind of great tips and tricks to get through the summer food. Now, Kendall, is there a food that you save and imagine? You know, like, oh, it'll be so special when I eat this in the summer. 
because I just eat everything all the time, and I don't know that necessarily I can think of a lot of, like, summer foods per se, say. I got hacks, but I don't know about, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's only one that, yeah, I do. There's only one that I know of that, like, my mother used to always start making around, like, you know, when it started getting hot out, like, for Fourth of July, for Memorial Day, things like that, you know, and it's potato salad. Okay. And so, like, that I always, like, that's one thing that I don't have around the year, but, like, I still will, like, crave some for, like, a picnic or something in the heat when it's real hot. Like, I just want some cold potato salad. Like, so that, that's one thing I have. I guess I do expect, you know, I, I, when I was growing up in the summer, we, we would always have, like, some cantaloupe or some sort of melon or something all cut up and oh. prepared in the refrigerator. So maybe melon. Listeners, eat a melon this summer. That's hack number one. <laughs> go eat a melon. Okay, um, melon melon boy summer. Uh, hashtag melon boy summer. Because <laughs> I'm not eating any kind of... Well, I'll eat a watermelon. How about that? I'm not eating wa- the cantaloupe, wa- though. Watermelon's wonderful. You don't like cantaloupe? I, I've never liked cantaloupe. I don't know why. I just don't like the taste of it. I don't know why either. I don't know why I swallowed a What fly. about Cliff- the other one, the green one? Which one? Uh, the other one. Cantaloupe and... It's just a melon, isn't it? It's not just called a melon. It's... (laughs) That's my brain is a melon. It is something melon. Is it something melon? What is it? What's the other one? Look up popular melons. (laughs) Get to work over there. Popular melons. Oh, Cliff, do not do an image search on that one. I won't. Uh, Cantaloupe. We already said cantaloupe. What's the oh, other one? Oh, we did. The green um, one. Honeydew melon. Honeydew! We should know it because it's a I know, damn Muppet name. God damn it. Fucking name. But um, it did have melon. There you go. It did have melon in the title. So I, <laughs> so. I love how proudly you announced you found out cantaloupe was a melon. But we knew that. You know, I don't remember two minutes ago, Cliff. My brain works on a quick cycle. Isn't that weird how you don't remember? I don't either. I can't remember anything. I thought I meant to take some pills a minute ago, and then my mind wandered, and I have no clue as to whether I've taken them or I have no idea. I, I, I just know that if I feel bad after the show, I probably didn't take them, and I <laughs> can take some more. I learn real quick when I'm doing something. If I can't focus on things, I'm like, uh-oh, I forgot something today. Anyway, Cliff, we're not talking about medication either. We're talking about summer food hacks, and I've got another good one for you that I am just blown away by. Better than eat a melon. Oh, way better. Hold on to your your butts, Cliff. Hold Um, on. I'm holding. Take take a a, uh, ketchup bottle or a mustard or whatever your favorite condiment you want to use. And, but put it in one where it has like a thin tip so you can like write with it, you know. Oh. And then you can take the buns of hamburger buns for like a, a, a like a grill party or something. Uh, yeah. And you can uh. either like write people's names on the buns and use it as like a, a, a name hold, name place name holder, whatever you call it. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Chum would know. Um, or you can like put it like you can have them write like if they want it well done or medium well like out of the condiments they want to use so you know and it's just easy isn't that a great tip no it's terrible because if if you write the name on the top of the bun who wants it all over the top of the bun and if you write it write it on the the bottom well uh, who wants it on the bottom top or your bottom 
Kendall, I go both ways. But that's not what this show is also about. My or Meryl Streep's versatility. This is about hamburger buns. And if you have someone say, if you say, hey group, why don't you write how you want your burger in felt tip mustard on the bun? <laughs> it's gonna still it's gonna seep down in and blob out, and by the time Who's it is flipping the burgers. They're going to say, I don't know, this one's got some mustard on it, though. And that's what's going to happen. But by all means, do you, listeners, and I hope it turns out great for you. I found another hack. Sandwich related. We'll just agree to disagree on that one. (laughs) This is a sandwich-related hack. Now, when you go on a picnic, you know, summer's the time. You load up your basket and you go out on a hike or to the pool like us today or to the beach or to the park you know any number of places and so and a lot of times by the time you get there your sandwiches have just fallen apart in the picnic basket there's bread and the tomatoes have all shifted to one side the dogs peed on the picnic basket the dogs peed more on that later uh but so Kendall, you're getting me off track with the hack. You're talking about <laughs> all these other things I need to talk about. But no, Kendall, your sandwiches, to keep them from falling apart and shifting during travel, tie them together with some string from that junk drawer in your kitchen. What a wonderful idea. Like, some triple twist twine would be wonderful. Triple twist twine would be great as long as you boil it first. Make sure it's a food-grade twine. And the other thing... Speaking of wrapping things, this I think would be better for a child's lunch, but this is also a summer hack. You know, if you slice up an apple, a lot of people would see an apple like, I don't want to hold it. I don't want to have to bite into it. <laughs> I don't want to do things with it. <laughs> yeah, they just would, they would all like it pre-sliced. You know, these are the people who buy that pre-sliced cheese for $4 more at the grocery store. <laughs> Those ritzy people that like the apples fed to them in their mouth with, by other people. Same people who they roll down their windows, ask if the people across from them have Grey Poupon, and they drag race. That's them. That's them. These are those people. Or I think a kid would if you put it in the child's lunch because I hate to tell you, a funky has let me know. A lot of this fruit that people put in children's lunches just goes straight to the dumpster. So oh, I, no. I think if a mom... And Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn may do this. If she's, you slice the apple, but then you put it back together, and you, and you were to, you know, they put a pipe cleaner on it. You'd be going through a lot of triple twist twine, it sounds like, with all your hats. You would, but I, I guarantee the percentage of people eating <laughs> those apples is going to go up. It, it, for a yeah, child but, to have a sliced apple, come on, where are the parents in the audience? Kendall doesn't know but, children like I do, no, childless, I'm, I'm, per, alone adult. I'm liking adult. your idea. Yeah. I'm liking your idea. I'm just thinking they're going to need to add 15 minutes to the lunchtime for them to get everything untied to get all their food away. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not. I'm just saying there's some hoops. <laughs> but you have to work for things that you like. Right. There's some hoops worth um, jumping through. Speak, I bought some old bread, and I started wondering if Aunt Edna's dog had peed on it. I bought some 99 cent bread <laughs> that was like old at the food and more. And I thought, is well, you this have that to do kind? what she does and goes, <laughs> um, Cliff, do you, I know that as a fellow fat person, you have tons of, of cupcake wrappers just sitting around in your pantry cabinets all the time. Well, Kendall, I used you to, can. but now what I do is I take them, I put them over my drinks and I pop the straw through them. 
Well, God damn it! I'm glad you figured that out on your own, oh. Cliff. You can also is that your hack? Put them under a popsicle. Uh, well, that was one of them. You can also turn it upside the other way. Put it upside down on a popsicle stick, and it'll catch any dripping mess while you're uh, trying to eat your popsicle in the summer. Oh, when you give Monique one of those popsicles, <laughs> wet dripping like, mess. I had something terrible happen to me oh. that I have yet to share with Uh-oh. you. Um, I don't know if you've noticed me like itching like lately, kind of doing that. But um, I thought you were doing a new dance move. You know, you always used to dance so much. No, at my house in in Busheltown, you know, hadn't been there forever because we were on tour. These birds like made up a nest right outside the window, bless you, of our bedroom. And I'm like, oh, it's so cute. These we're watching the birds hatch, and they've been like being fed by the mother. And I went outside and like sat down right next to them just so I could watch them and enjoy them. And as I'm sitting out there, I'm kind of like, oh, man, my head's itching real bad. Uh, and I, I started scratching, and I felt like something, like, crawling around on me. And I looked. I was like, are there ants? Did I sit with some ants or something? Uh-oh. And I couldn't find And so I jumped up, and I was like, I'm just... And I kept looking. I was like, I'm feeling things, and I'm just... I'm hallucinating that there are bugs crawling uh, all over me. And, and I looked down. I saw this tiny little, like, dot, like the size of an ink dot on my oh, skin. Oh, no moving across my arm and then I saw like two other ones long story short a lot of googling a lot of uh, scary thoughts of bed bugs and, and body lice and everything else turned out to be uh, bird mites oh were all over me because I had went outside and they were all over outside near the nest oh and it is not a good feeling and it, they don't like stay on you forever like they well, it, you can scrub and get them all off. But uh-huh. I, even though it only happened like that one time, I have been feeling them on me ever since. It's been like days now, and I still feel them on me. It's terrible. Well, you know, nature is just coming out and attacking because I was at the food more the other day when I bought that old bread. And right as I got out of the car to go in, I, I felt something on my arm, and I was immediately being stung by a wasp. Just right as oh I... Oh, my God. And I thought... And I looked over there, and I, and I think it sung me, not deep and terrible, but multiple times. Oh, my and, God. And I, and I was out, and I really what you need is soap and water is my hack. That's another summer non-food-related hack. If you are sung by a wasp, you need to wash it with soap and water, and that helps. I was out, and I had no way to do that. Luckily, this was not a terrible one, and I was able to c- complete my shopping experience before I came home and doctored myself but it was just very painful and i don't know what i did to deserve it i just stood up got out of the car immediately i was stung Cliff, they're was. coming for the big ones they're coming for the big poor people and the cicadas aren't even out yet so i'm really afraid get worse. of what the rest of the summer holds. <laughs> what's your step oh, oh, yes. it's very slick with slippery. all the water oh, oh my oh, oh hello uh, let me put on my bathing towel here. Oh, dear, we're so sorry for dripping water all over the booth. We're, just, oh, we're having yes. so much fun in the water. <laughs> oh, dear. I haven't had a fun day in the pool with you and the children like this in years. <laughs> it, does, it does feel great to get out of the pool again, doesn't it, dear? Oh, yes. And swimming and floating. Oh, I can't wait until you and I get our dive 
diving lessons from the high dive instructor. <laughs> She'll be here any moment. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, Mrs. Spotter, better, better turn. You, your swimsuit is amazing. Look at that. It's wonderful. I love the floral pattern. I love the ruffles around the hip area. I just think it's beautiful. Oh, Looks like something you, they would have made on TV. Well, dear, I took lots and lots of doilies and put them all together, dear. They made just big plumes all over my bathing suit, dear. It really gives a lot of flow and movement when I'm jumping off the high board. <laughs> oh, yes. And you'll notice all of the flowers on her swimming cap, <laughs> each individually petaled. <laughs> it took her hours, boys. <laughs> She's been up nights. Anything that's worth doing is worth doing right. <laughs> oh, and you look very fetching, Sugarlump. <laughs> oh, dear. Tap it not here. <laughs> well, and Mr. Snodbottom, you know, you have this full, like, two-piece swimsuit on with the, I've never seen, you got the long thing down below the knee, which I love, and then you got sort of a vest on, on top. I'd never thought of wearing a vest to swim in. I think I, the look has come back. I think you, it's really, it's in. People are loving it. I'm wondering why my whole life I haven't been wearing a vest like that. <laughs> Right. Oh, well, it's just something I pulled out of my Uncle Pepperoni's old swimming trunk in the attic, boys. <laughs> You're nothing special, just here to swim with the family. <laughs> That's why we keep it all, dear. We always have exactly what we need. Oh, yes. Now I think I need to go put a little more Noxzema on your nose, Sugarlump, before our oh, lessons goodness. begin. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Okay, excuse us, boys. We're going to get back to our diving lessons. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry about the puddle of pool water, boys. Yes, <laughs> I would love to go do a high diving lesson, but I'm too afraid that the splash would just take out the whole pool and everyone would be drenched and there'd be no water left for anybody else to put swim in. That's why they wouldn't probably let you do it. I'm sure there's some kind of weight limit that precludes us from doing that kind of a thing. That's what that crane is over there. It lowers people that are our size in so we don't splash all the water out. See, we didn't sign up for a time slot on the crane. Well, That's there why you we go. can't get in. You got to pre-order the tr- the crane slot. You know. <laughs> got to pre-order. Pre-order. The pre-order. The pre-order. The pre-order. Cliff, now I'm going to say something that is going to blow your mind. I can, you're not going to believe it. Uh, you're not oh, going to no. be able to take it. But oh, Cliff, no. This one is for you. If you oh. like... I'm, I'm not Pina coladas. If you like... Getting caught in the rain. No, if you like iced coffee as much as you do. I can't even say the word. Pour oh, I'm yourself it right now. iced coffee in some um, um, ice um. cube trays and freeze them. And that way you can ice your coffee with iced coffee so it doesn't even water it down. Uh, the, the thrifty part of me says it's cheaper to just use regular ice. So I'm going to no, go with that. No, because you're using all your leftovers and it says it'll make your drink taste thicker and better. For some reason, I thought you would say thicker and meatier, but you didn't. <laughs> no, Cliff, that's a different tip. That's <laughs> a different one. <laughs> Kendall, now, do you know what, what you've got to have every summer is a big salad. What do you like to put in your salads, Kendall? <laughs> I thought you were say a big something else. Uh, no! Cliff, salad time. Um, summer I call summer our salad days. Now, I'll tell you something I put in my salad that I never thought <laughs> up until a few years ago I would like in a salad or want in a salad. All right. Um, um, like um, fruit, like, like strawberries and and little like citrus pieces and things. Like a nice summer salad that's like cool and 
crisp and really, you know, really, really keeps it fresh. <laughs> Does. You're right. My grandmother used to make a great salad with strawberries and different things in it. It's fantastic. What, so you you put the fruit in the salad. Is there any other big salad news from you? I found these new, like, chicken tender things. And sorry, I'm going to have to bring this up. You know I'm a vegetarian, Cliff. And yeah. they're like these, like, plant protein um, chicken strips that look and taste like real chicken. And I took those and cooked them and then tossed them in some buffalo sauce and chopped them up and made like a buffalo chicken salad. And oh, so good. <laughs> there you go. Kendall is Emerald over here. He's going to start conducting bam. orchestras next. Bam, now, bam. Kendall, he, here's my salad news from this, you know, this ill-fated wasp-ridden trip to the food and more where I got the old bread mm-hmm. that I wondered if Aunt Edna's dog had peed on it. Also, I thought, you know, I need a salad because it's summer and these are the salad days. So I'm going to get I a salad. Summer in the salad. And what I really love is a Caesar salad, Kendall, because I, yeah. I like the toga and I like the salad that goes with it. <laughs> and I get three different kinds of greens. I get spinach and... I get coleslaw that's already been pre-shredded, so it's uh-huh. got some ca- cabbage in there. And then I get the shredded lettuce like people like put on their tacos, right? Oh, I love shredded lettuce, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I'll break off the spinach and mix it all together so <laughs> it's, it's less all work real... to chew it. <laughs> well, so it's, it, it mixes a lot better. Right, yeah. Way. But anyway, so I got the three different things. I got the cheese, I got the croutons, and the dressing the three most important things i have made the salad without the greens when i didn't have them i just put the croutons and the dressing with the cheese <laughs> this time and i don't know what i was thinking right when i got home probably oh gee whew, i was probably so taken with my wasp sting still that i was just not paying attention when i got home and i put the lettuce and the coleslaw in the freezer <laughs> <laughs> and I froze them. And so several hours later, when I was like, it's salad days, summertime. I'm going to make this big Caesar salad, put on my toga. And two of the things were frozen in the freezer. And so I left, I set them out, and the coleslaw thawed out, and it pretty much was the same. But I had to throw the lettuce away because it became a soggy, wet mess. Speaking oh, of Monique's wet, dripping mess, that was that lettuce after it thawed out. I had to throw it away, but so I, I thought that bulked up the salad, probably made it even healthier with the cabbage and spinach. And this is a long time we've spent on vegetables. Have we ever spoken for so many minutes about vegetables? <laughs> we've certainly never taken that long to eat vegetables. <laughs> Cliff, let's get back to something more that we know a little bit more about. Uh, Cliff, I know some people have been talking about this on TikTok, on different social media platforms, but make adult popsicles. You can take those otter pops you know and just cut the tip off and you can pour a little out and then pour some vodka in or something like some sort of uh, alcohol and then you crimp it back with a hair straightener tool and put it back in the freezer and you have a delicious adult popsicle that sounds like too much to do just (laughs) eat a popsicle and have a shot of a drink if that's what you want to do come on that's Cliff's hack that's my hack, is just do just drink the liquor and then have a popsicle. Uh. And that's not a joke. Oh, it's not a joke, but these are. Some bad these, jokes. These are bad jokes.
Cliff, a dog, went into a bar and ordered a drink. He said, oh, he did. He belts right in his face. And then he said to the bartender, what are you staring at? And the bartender said, just surprised to see a dog in here drinking a martini. We don't get that very often. And the dog said, at these prices, I'm not surprised. Uh-oh. Kendall, Uh-oh. you know, my neighbor, you know, she's been real mad at her husband for sunbathing in the nude. Well, yep. I'm personally on the fence. <laughs> uh, I asked a question the other day. It was, how can you tell if your husband is dead? And the response was, the sex is the same, but you get to use the remote. Oh, Finally. One question for you, Kendall. This is an animal question. I feel like we probably did a show about squirrels at some point back (laughs) in the... We must have. If not, coming soon. Why did the squirrel swim on its back? I don't know, Cliff. To keep its nuts dry. (laughs) To keep its nuts dry, sure. Right. Cliff, there were once identical twins born in Greece and separated at birth. Uh-oh. Put up for adoption. One was sent off to Saudi Arabia, and he was named Amal. Uh-oh. Uh, the other one was sent off to Spain, and he was named Juan. Many years later, the relatives arranged for a reunion. It was a huge event. Everybody showed up to the airport in Greece to meet the twins. The plane from Spain had landed, and off came Juan. Everybody was delighted. They waited for the, in the plane for, from Saudi Arabia. Uh-oh. Soon it arrived, but Amal wasn't on it. He missed the plane. Uh-oh. And one relative said to the other, well... They are identical twins, and if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Kendall, how is life like toilet paper? Well, you're either on a roll or taking shit from someone. Out. Uh, Kendall, do you know what Moby Dick's dad's name is? You ever read that book? His dad's name is Papa Boner. Ooh. Why is diarrhea hereditary? Oh, it's because it runs in runs your in genes. In your jeans, Kendall. One of my favorite. In your jeans. Cliff, a doctor, like to stop at a bar after work to have an almond daiquiri. And one day, Dick the bartender ran out of almonds and used hickory nuts instead. And the doctor took a sip and he said, um, is this an almond daiquiri, Dick? And Dick said, no, it's a hickory daiquiri, Doc. <laughs> Do people have almond? Are there nuts? Base daiquiris Let's out there. Don't think too hard into it. It's just for the joke. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> Diploma. Diploma who? Diploma is here to fix the sink. Cliff, oh. knock, knock. Oh. Who's there? Repeat. Repeat? What? What? I don't know what to say now. You say repeat who? Repeat who? Sorry, I got lost in the script. Uh, okay. Who, 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 who? Oh. Kendall, I have just a few more short just things to tell more. you. Kendall, uh, what does the sign on an out-of-business brothel say? Beat it, we're closed. Oh. Kendall, what's the difference between an oral and a rectal thermometer? The taste. <laughs> and finally, Kendall, what's the difference between your wiener and a bonus check well someone's always willing to blow your bonus yikes yikes that one that's, that's about all i can Kendall take got him very afraid that's all i can take uh Kendall, do you have any other incredible summer hacks that we've got to know right now right now i think i'm good <laughs>
right. Kendall, I was on Paramount Plus <laughs> the other day. Uh-huh. And do you know they've they've actually added a, a lot of movies. They had a very poor movie selection, I think, uh-huh. before then. And well, and a lot of them are movies that were like on Mystery Science Theater or Elvira or <laughs> yeah. something. So it could be said that these are not the best uh-huh. Paramount has to offer that they've put on there. But there are a lot, and I saw one movie I'd never heard of before, and I thought, well, I've got to watch this. And it was not a Mystery Science Theater or anything, but it was from 1990, starring Shelley Long, who is wonderful and I love. Uh-huh. And she still, she must have filmed it right after Troop Beverly Hills, because she still had the same, like, red hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's called The Boyfriend School. Have you ever heard of this? No, I don't think so. Well, well, it's well, a, well, she stars as a romance writer, uh-huh. and and she is very funny. And so the movie itself, it's not great, but <laughs> to, to say the least. But she is wonderful, and if you cut all her parts out by herself, she would be great. She was her parts really were funny. She had a daughter who was like three who would put things like nuts and bolts in her mouth, or and and like or try to like. <laughs> do like she was playing with the electric socket or something and Shelly Long would be like well they called her Piglet because she'd eat anything Kendall she put it like you and me she just put anything in her mouth <laughs> but she would give these long explanations like the current is going to run through you and do this to your sails and this these long explanations of why you shouldn't you know stick a fork in the wall outlet or whatever yeah and that part was really funny but the main gist of the movie was that her brother was steve gutenberg who is uh, one of the reasons i thought well i'll watch this because i thought because kill me sue me i thought i would like to watch a movie with a handsome man in it sue me lock me up i was gonna do it <laughs> and i thought all right and i thought steve gutenberg he was very cute back in the day combined with shelly long in her prime what could go wrong well, Steve Gutenberg, he is her brother who has just gotten over some kind of cancer or something. And so he looks like Uncle... They've made him to, up to look basically like Uncle Fester. <laughs> like he's a little bit fatter and he has no hair on his... Anywhere. Oh, my gosh. And, I, and that's not what was on the poster. And that's not what thought, you signed oh up for. God. No, I thought... I tried to find a cute Steve Gutenberg movie and he, he, they've made him to look like Uncle Fester. But in true movie fashion, she her the sister sends him to boyfriend school because she sets him up on a date with Jamie Gertz, who is dating uh, Kyle MacLachlan. It had a lot of stars in the movie. I was excited. <laughs> but anyway, she said, you know, Shelley Long. She says, I'm sending you to boyfriend school, or you're gonna lose Jamie Gertz. And so, you know, through a montage, they they go running down the street for a couple minutes, and he's he's fit. He gets real yeah. fit suddenly. And, but the time, like, right when Jamie Gertz says, no, I'm not, you know, I really don't think it's good because they had one blind, blind date and he looked like Uncle Fester the whole time, <laughs> which is nothing to say. Some people look like Uncle Fester always and they're not going to get back to Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. But he looked like Uncle Fester, so she was like, eh, I think I'm, I'm really going to stick with Kyle McLaughlin. But, you know, like movies, he was in love with her, so they decide. Well, I don't know why. Even after his hair comes back, he looks like Steve Gutenberg now. He looks yeah. handsome. They decide, instead of going up to her and be like, hey, it's, it's me. And she would be blown away that you had transformed into 
from Uncle Fester to handsome movie star of yeah. Three Men and a Baby, then instead of that, they say, well, we've got to make up. You have to pretend to be somebody else <laughs> to, to win her over. And so what he does is they basically, he pretends to be like Mel Gibson because he pretends to be from New Zealand and like a biker, like Mad Max or whatever, and has this long mm-hmm. hair, like Lethal Weapon. And, this, and of course, she falls in love with him as this <laughs> New Zealand person and they go to all these great lengths to keep his secret and but then it's he's got to tell the secret and and of course they he comes over one night because he's got to tell the secret and he was going to tell her but she just says we've got to have sex right now oh, and that always so, stops the secret from coming out oops a lot of people would call that abuse of some kind today <laughs> if you lied and then had sex with them but you know that happens, and then they—I don't—I don't—I got—I was doing a little Instagramming by the end of the movie because Shelley Long's parts were less and less frequent, <laughs> and so I'm not real sure. But they went to the airport and they got back together somehow. But, but you know, because it all worked out, and he was much nicer than Kyle MacLachlan, even though not as cute as Kyle MacLachlan back in 1990. But anyway, that's Shelley Long. <laughs> that's for the Shelley Long completists out there like me. You do owe it to yourself to see her. She is very funny. The rest of it it's, is very strange. He's a cartoonist. Well, Cliff, we would have he, watched it, but now we don't have to. You don't have to. I saved you the time, and so you don't <laughs> now don't you don't even have to subscribe to Paramount Plus. They most of the movies they put on there. You are, you walked us through the best sh- one. <laughs> you need Elvira popping up once in a while saying hello, darling. Isn't this terrible? So, but I thought you got to hear about the boyfriend school. It was just so strange, and just another example of Shelley Long's talents gone to waste. Kendall, it's a crime. <laughs> My goodness, did, did you did you see me jump off the high diving d- diving board, dear? Oh, it was breathtaking, Sugarlump. Why, when you dove, you were such a straight line. There was hardly any blowback. No water escaped the pool at all. It was as, as though a leaf had fallen from a tree. I, I'm so sorry. We we were waiting for you to jump, and then Cliff started telling the story about this movie he watched and was walking us through the whole thing, and I, we, I got so distracted I didn't even see it. The Boyfriend School. Yeah, remember I sent you that long text, Mrs. Potter about Butter Charlie, about the boyfriend school, and you said you didn't want Paramount Plus because it had just too many of those weird old Nickelodeon shows like Kendall and I grew up on, and you know you didn't know if the kids yeah, should see those. The, I don't want the kids to turn out like you. Well, not exactly, boys. We'd like them to become their own people, is what Mrs. Potter yeah, that's what I meant, dear. is yes, trying to say. We want to give them a chance to grow up in the here and now. <laughs> yes. All right, well, it is. It's, well, it's very... Yeah, it's one of a lot of old movies noble. on there. So maybe if you ever come over, we can watch it. I'll, I'll walk you through Or I'll just walk you through it during the break. Well, i got to take a break. Kendall, did I mention that? i got to go yeah, to the well, bathroom. I'm going to go get something to eat while you walk them through the movie. We'll be right back after this. All right, this. so it starts out Steve uh, Gutenberg, who is real cute on the poster. But in the movie, he starts out, he looks like Uncle Fester. And that's because he just got cancer. I believe in miracles. And I believe Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this. See this cute little vial here? It's crack, rock cocaine, the most addictive form. You think it's the glamour drug of the 80s? Well, that's the point of this fronted little reminder. It can kill you. And if you've got to die for something, this sure as hell ain't it. Crack cocaine. Don't even try it. The thrill can kill. 
Make some room, Cliff and Kendall are back. So, okay. So, after this, you know, Steve Gutenberg, he has sex with her. Still, she thinks that he's still like the Mel Gibson thing. And a lot of people would call that rape today. But they just considered it a romantic misunderstanding. Well, we've got to get back outside. Uh, Our sunscreen is starting to dry off. And we've got to go and see if the children are paddleboarding or doing the doggy paddle or whatever. Come along, sugar lump. We just have to go check on them, dear. But in the end, they get together. So... And Shelly Long. I had to get some popcorn, Cliff, hearing that twice. She steals the whole show. So, so I really so, feel like I've gotten the whole movie now, for sure. Yeah, Shelly Long, great. You know, at one point she says, oh, everybody always does the right thing when it's to their advantage. So I think it'll be, <laughs> it'll be great. And, uh, you know, not a modern classic by any means, sort of terrible in many ways. But <laughs> the Shelly Long part was just excellent, is all I've got to say. The more, t- well, the more I times I tell it, the more I like the story. Yeah. Well, Cliff, we got to get to something else that's going on during the show. What is going on? What? It's a countdown. <laughs> and what? Food song countdown. Food song countdown, Kendall. You said it. That's it. You have, oh my God, listeners are freaking out. They can't the believe. They're so excited. And so, is that a space coin, a spy in your meaty paw? It's there. I know it's hard to see with all the fat surrounding it, but here, I'm going to go for it. Call it. Uh, heads. Head. Heads it is, Cliff. Heads it is. A head of lettuce. All right. Hit me with your best shot. Okay, Kendall, number six on mm-hmm. the Food Song Mini Countdown. This is a song, it's not exactly, it is a real song, but it's not a real song, but it's a great song to get pumped up to when you've got to go punch an opponent or go eat. It's a food song. There's, it's Weird Al's version of Eye of the Tiger, it's called Rye or the Kaiser. About Rocky, or a Rocky-esque fighter, who goes on to work in a deli. And he, you know, tells people to avoid the tuna, 
and different things. <laughs> Deli related. Rye or the Kaiser, the weed or the white. Rye or the Kaiser or the weed or the white. Maybe I can suggest an appetizer. Stay away from the tuna. It smells funny tonight. But you just can't go wrong with the rye or the Kaiser. Or whatever the lyrics are. And it's just a great song about food. It gives you that real deli feel. And you also get pumped up because it sounds kind of like Eye of the Tiger. When you like it, because it reminds you of like being in New York at the deli. And running up the steps in Philadelphia. Like Rocky. <laughs> doing, <laughs> yeah, right. Doing my cardio workouts up the stairs. Right. Right. That's it. That's it. Kindle number six, Weird Al Yankovic. Rye or the Kaiser, also known as the theme from Rocky Three. Substitutions, I won't put up a fight. You can have your roast beef on the road. Love it. Or the Kaiser. Clip number five. five. Countdown. Doesn't it feel like we've just pressed fast forward in life? We're already on a number five on a countdown? Good God. But sometimes, sometimes you gotta move quick in, in this world. Clip number five. Who can take a sunrise? Sprinkle it with you. Sprinkle it with you. Cover it with chocolate and a miracle or two. The candy man. The candy man. Who the candy man can. The candy man can. The candy man can. The candy man can. The world taste good. Miss Cliff, I think of candy as food, food, food. I think of candy as food. Is that now? I'm not going to veto. Out of the spirit of summer fun here at the pool, I'm not going <laughs> to veto. But I do wonder if that song might be more about the man, the candy man, than the candy. He's still bringing the food, Cliff. He's still bringing the candy. <laughs> but it, it, listen to the food. Who can take a sunrise and sprinkle it with dew? I can't eat that. Eat that. He makes other it. things too, Cliff. He, he makes plenty of things for me and you. You can even eat the dishes. Oh, who can take tomorrow? Who can take tomorrow? Dip it in the dream. Dip it right there in the song. Separate the sorrow and the in the song. Then it must be Let's true. Let's Cliff. I must, I didn't see. This is the problem. I didn't speculate when we started that number five is not number one. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, at all yeah, number tomorrow, one. Man. Dip it in a dream. Separate the sorrow and collect the ball, the cream, the candy man. Had I said that, you'd have been like, oh, oh I get it. Oh, I understand okay. why this song is irrelevant. Okay. So... Anyway, Kendall was in, as I said, in the spirit of summer fun here at the pool. We're having splish splash. We're having a great day. Not gonna. It does feel that way. Not gonna get into it. So, but there is something I would like to get into, and that's what I would like to do is get into a segment called "What Would I Do." What would I do? What would I do? What would I do? Do 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 do. You're, you're belching and you're walking through All right. a bookstore. Sounds like me so when far. A, when a literary genie pops out from behind the book the bookcase, he tells you he can grant you a wish, but you have a choice. You can either 
have a one-hit wonder book as a as a literary writer. Okay. And make a huge amount of money right then and there. That'll last you for a pretty good while. You'll sell a lot of copies. Or you can be a eh, mediocre book writer that makes a little money here and there over the rest of your life. Eh, well, you do. Eh. Well, you do the first, because if they just describe it as a little money here and there, that's not much. And if you have the first, if you're a one-hit wonder book author, then there are a lot of those. Many people would say, what's your face who wrote uh, that movie and that thing, that, that, you know, that book, To Kill a Mockingbird? And you can... You can tour little bookstores, yeah. yeah. Well, who, what's her face? Who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird? She she never wrote anything else. They published something else, I think, posthumously, and most people said it should not have been yeah. published. But yeah. well, her, she, she, I don't think after yeah. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird and Gregory Peck got a hold of it, I don't think they had. she had to do much else. So I think that would be <laughs> fine. A lot of people can, you know, consider I probably what's his face also one hit wonder, but he had several books. But really, though, there was only one that people cared about: Catcher in the Rye guy, J.D. Salinger. Yeah. He didn't even let people yep. make movies out of his. So there you go. That's more money. Kaching, kaching. Because see, you get it. You get that. You write the book, then they're gonna remake the movie forty times. Kendall, you get paid every time. Yeah. You're just the modern day Harper Lee. I am Harper Lee. That's her name. That's who I was trying to think of. <laughs> All right. There you go. Kendall, I want to hear what you would do in this situation. I'm here to tell you. All right. For some reason, yeah. we don't know why. This is not what this is about. But you have been appointed the new police chief in Busheltown. You're head of That's the police. Right. And... Soon after you're appointed, a rash of terrible murders begins in Busheltown, and it is someone just evil and grotesque. He's preying on ladies of the evening and destitute women and doing just these horrible crimes to them. He's killing those people. Even the head whore has been murdered brutally. And some people call this guy Jack the Ripper, and he is now in Busheltown ripping Kendall, you're the only thing that stands between Jack and a ripped populace. What would you do? Well, first of all, this is easy. Because they, of course, have chosen the right person to be the new sheriff in town. But there is a new sheriff in town in Busheltown. Right. And I know how to get to the bottom of things. And I would figure it out immediately with the help of all the all the science that I would use and I would pinpoint who that person was I would arrest them and have a speedy trial eh. and then you know maybe I might plan a little evidence to find Charles guilty as well to put, to put him away for some time oh, you know. evil pure evil <laughs> Kendall has been police chief for one day he is already corrupt eh. it's a hypothetical what would I do scenario alright hit me with the scenario alright here we go Cliff, you are at a Madonna concert. Oh, I'm in heaven. You're in the front row. You thought you thought you never before. You, I'm uh, not, I wasn't even finished. Madonna I I has in been the hearing. Nose bleeds and it couldn't get any better. <laughs> Madonna has been hearing how great you sound all night from the front row. She's like, listen to that perfect bitch. Uh, now then, Cliff, uh, very unfortunately, she trips and she hurts her foot on stage. 
And she says, the show must go on, but the powers that be make her stop to get her foot checked out at the doctor. Well, if they turn to you and they say, can you finish the show? And Cliff, this has been your, mo- this is your moment to shine. And you go to answer the question to tell them, yes, you were born for this moment and you've been waiting your entire life. But when you go to speak, nothing comes out. You have developed acute, immediate laryngitis. What do you do? Here's what I was going to say anyway before the M. Night Shyamalan-esque twist in that <laughs> scenario. I, I, it, were I able to sing, obviously I could do it. I would be happy to help Madonna in any way that I could. And obviously, if not Madonna, who but I could keep the asses in the seats and do the show. But with the laryngitis, doesn't really matter because I was going to say it really would never get to that point because Madonna's last tour, the Madame X tour, she was in excruciating pain in her legs and whatever else going on. And like there were reports, you know, that she was like last night during this song, she just sat and cried on the stage because she was in so much pain. So she, she, like Dolly Parton, if she dies on stage, it's okay with her, I think. (laughs) Madonna, her leg could be off. She could have bone protruding through and she would say, look, I got three more songs to go. I'm not stopping. So, but I would get up on the stage and help carry her around and go through and help her through the last motions of the performance. Well, that is an answer, but it's not the answer. The answer would be you pull out your phone because you have an entire library of songs that you've already sung on your phone for the show, and you're just like, cue this one up. And then you can just lip sync to it. I could just lip sync to it, and then really get focused on the dancing. Yeah, Yeah. I could. Speaking of, I'm sorry, you know, your store still has no walls or floors, and that's because I've been keeping Charles the Contractor. You know, he's using his alter ego alter ego that's it that's right mm-hmm. as dj drywall he's been engineering my record my new album coming out oh the one that that's it's a, i think about that <laughs> you loved it you loved my single last week you've been dancing to it you said no that's what i think about charles not finishing my store well we've been in the studio all week every day all day every day You're very demanding producer i want it right but he's doing such a great job i really think maybe he was maybe not even born to be a contractor, but to be a DJ. Finally, somebody agreed. The songs, Kendall, are so incredible. I have one called On a Busheltown Night, one called Nighttime Makes Me Pee. Nighttime means time to pee. I said I would, then in parentheses, but in fact I am not going to. One called, in, they're all parentheses. The album's called In Parentheses, so some of, they all have parentheses oh. in the title. Uh-huh. And I have, you know, one called, in parentheses, Put Me On, Unsolved Mysteries. And one <laughs> one that was about, you know, inspired by your quote, Don't Got Nothing for That One. It's called Don't Got Nothing, in parentheses, for that one. And it's a beautiful, moving ballad. And it's a beautiful quote. It is. Well, it's a common phrase. That's why I don't have to compensate you or list you in the songwriting credits. <laughs> it's like it's like saying, hello, how are you, or something like that. But you know, another one, speaking of how great a performer I am, 
the 12th song on the album. By that time, I just thought, God damn, this album is better than Thriller. This is better than anything that's ever won a Grammy for album of the year. And my, my own voice is so good. It, the final song is just a tribute to myself. It's one of those pump up yourself anthems, you know, like I'm so great. And it's, pump up it, the jam. it's called Bow Down, then in parentheses, God's Perfect Voice. And what I'm going to do is release some singles over the next uh, little time here in Busheltown. I'm going to play them on the show. I'm going to try to get some stacks of the discs over to ride 99 see if i can get them up the charts maybe contact well, mr snobbottom was worried about them all coming out at once it might be too much all at once well i'm gonna contact the charts because i think if there are different charts i could maybe have a number one on several different ones like i don't know if there's a chart specifically for music engineered by a contractor which easily i would be number one coming on it you know any of my new songs w- would be great on that But anyway, I'm going to put out some singles here and there. And then this summer, for our podcast listeners only, the exclusive members of our podcast listening community. You know, this I'm not giving it to just everybody who listens willy-nilly, 4 a.m. Sunday mornings, Ride 99. You have to come by the album, the disc, and I'll sign it, and I'll put on a lot of shows. It'd be great. In Busheltown, you got to come by the disc at Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Store. But for our online listeners... I'm going to drop the whole album for you because it's going to be so good. It's, it's, as I said, it's better than Thriller. We, you should only give it to like, we, we should get Patreon uh, listeners. Before you get Patreon listeners, you have to have regular listeners. And uh, we have, it's a select cult audience. They're very devoted, but that's not a step we're ready to take. Kendall, so what are we doing here we're doing what would I do? And I was waiting for you to ask me another damn question. God damn it, Kendall. Uh, we don't even need to ask why, because it could be for any number of reasons. You have been cursed by a genie to only every other day. live at night. Kendall, you live by night. Love it already. So you get a call one night, and it's the people from Live with Kelly Ripa and somebody else. And they need you live every morning they've heard you know they asked me and i turned it down and so they naturally went to you next and so they want you live in studio every morning weekdays only with kelly but you've been cursed by genie to only live at night what will you do kendall um well cliff let's see i will move somewhere that is nighttime when it is morning where they usually film live with Kelly and whoever. And I will be, um, I'll record my part there and they'll stream it satellite over there. And they'll be like, it's so good. We're going to go through this, this way of doing it. It's going to be okay. I mean, they figured a lot of things out over the past few years about how to do things from home. It should be fine. (laughs) Uh, Well, they decide against that and they just go to the number three on the list, Louis Anderson and get him. He's available in studio AM. I'd rather watch him anyway. I would too. I was hoping they'd skip right over you, go to him from me, but they didn't. <laughs> but anyway, all right, that's what you would do, Kendall. That's what, that's what I do. You would do. A magical philanthropist 
ghost ah. shows up in your bedroom when you are uh, when you wake up. He tells you that he can give you more money and more ability to help people than anyone has ever had in their entire life. You, of course, are into this because you can help people and never have to worry about anything ever again. The magical ghost snaps his fingers uh, and a room appears with endless amounts of riches and gold. However, as usual, there's a catch. When he snaps his fingers again, there's a, a small door appears. He says, as soon as you can get through that door, you can have all the money inside. However, Cliff, looking at this door, there's no chance in the hell you're going to get through it. You're way too big, and it's a tiny door. What do you do? He didn't say you have to fit all the way through the door. I open the door, stick a toe through, and the rest is history. Or herstory. Money's too far away. Too far away. Nope. Works out perfectly. Alright. <laughs> Here you go. Now. Judges? No. <laughs> Kendall, we don't know why, but you have become a CEO at Skittles, the company. <laughs> why, how do you not know? Everything about that checks out. Well, and it seems they have too many leftover gray Skittles that nobody wanted to buy for gay pride. They had never made that decision. And so they just have just barrels and barrels, silos full of gray Skittles. And they don't know how to market them or what to sell them for. But they're turning to you, the CEO, and they all look at you. Everybody in the boardroom, it's packed. And there's people on Skype as well from all over, shareholders. And they're asking Kendall... With these gray Skittles, what would you do? Well, Cliff, do you want the safe business answer? Do you want the fun Cliff and Kendall answer? Eh. Follow your heart. Give them to us both. Well, because if I was being a businessman, I was really being a CEO and wanted to make the right decision, all you have to do is put, the way they coat the colors on Skittles, all you have to do is put those back in the drums and coat them in different colors, and you got colored Skittles, and you're all back to normal. However, eh. What I would really probably do is eat all the gray Skittle leftovers and say, we'll just make new ones and I'll eat the leftover bad ones. Oh. Problem solved. Wrong on both counts. Kendall debunked <laughs> on both counts. What you would do, of course, somebody else, after you pr- propose those things, somebody else in the boardroom, thankfully, says, uh, what if we market them as funeral Skittles for the bereaved? And then they're suddenly super popular at funeral homes. Funeral homes are buying them by the hearse load to get there. And <laughs> Was that Louie Anderson in the conference room that had that idea? It could be. Uh, <laughs> Man, he's just going around scouts. stealing all my jobs. <laughs> I love it. I would love... Because when I look at these... I, I can't even... Look how many I have left. I'm looking you know, and I'm fat. And I've eaten hardly any. I, who wants these gray pride Skittles? These are funeral Skittles. I'm eating them in honor of Charles Grodin, the recently passed. <laughs> All right, Kendall, that was the Skittles question. Do you have more what would you do's for I? That's it. That's all I got. All right, Kendall, that means back to the food song countdown. Back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. Um, oh, boys, did I leave my <laughs> snorkel here in your booth? Mrs. Potter, Potter, Potterton and I are going to go looking for change on the bottom of the pool. Uh, no, I have no? not seen a snorkel, but is this your fan over here? Oh, no. Dear, that's mine. I left that in here. Oh, here, take these gray funeral Skittles out to 
Bonky and Opie and have them. I don't even oh, want them. Dear, they wouldn't touch them, dear, but I could drop them off at the funeral home on the way back to the, the studio. Oh, yes. You know, the children don't want to eat anything so morbidly colored, boys. <laughs> Disgusting. All right, well, just take them to the funeral home then or to a mortuary or a morgue, wherever it's more appropriate for these gray skittles. I'll find out who will take them, dear. <laughs> yes, good luck with that, sugar lump. All right. Oh, so do this the thing in here. Did you find my snorkel, boys? No, dear. Uh, Your snorkel's not in here. I don't think so, dear. Let's go ahead and check over there under the under our towels. Oh, maybe I left it there. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, boys. Have a why? Why don't you finish up whatever it is you're doing and come into the pool for a dip? The water's just fine, boys, and there's room for both of you in the pool. Oh, oh yeah, but we didn't book any time on the crane, so we can't. We can't get in. The, well, but when we could, we could ease in through the the other mm. like the shallow end, maybe where they oh, don't have yeah. to heave in. The, the shallow, yes. All yeah. right, so we'll we'll see. I I need to borrow that vest that you're wearing, though. If I I know, I'm say we need some swim shirts. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, all right, Paulus. Come on, huh? sugar. Do you think? All right, Cliff. So back to the countdown. Where were we? Let's see. For Kendall, this song is it's a new song, but it's already affected the youth and the adults alike. It's about. Food and sweetness, and it uh, relates back to one of my summer hacks, which was eat a melon, and it is watermelon sugar. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening, and it sounds just like a song. I want more berries and that summer feeling. It's so wonderful and warm. Kendall by Harry Styles. And the, the kids Watermelon dance sugar. to it. Fonky had, you know, one of those kid parties the other day at the store, and they were all just dancing when that came on the radio, and it was a moment to behold. Oh, it was a moment. And it just does, it just makes you want to eat watermelon, doesn't it? Watermelon sugar, high. Watermelon sugar, high. Watermelon sugar, I have been craving watermelon. Every time that that pops up, I think it's some sort of subconscious like connection in my brain. It's like, oh, sugar, sugar. Does sound good, and then it's very healthy, and it just—it's a—it's a great thing. It's a great song. I don't—I think Harry Styles has too much artistic integrity, but it wouldn't surprise me if another artist had done it. That it would have been funded by the watermelon lobby because it just gets watermelon on your mind. Watermelon on your mind. Now that can't be your next song, Kendall. Oh, okay. Let me change it real quick. <laughs> no, the real next song is a very popular, well-known song. And uh, I dare you to try to take this one away from me. Strawberry fields forever. All right, sing us some more of those fruit 
centered lyrics. <laughs> All right, hold on. If I must, if I, I must can't, use can't the pitch. Quite imagine how that would go. Um. <laughs> I thought you were gonna give us strawberry wine again. But I didn't know I was going to be tested on this one. I've forgotten how the song goes. Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry fields But it does It talks about strawberry fields but That's all you That's all one really needs to know about Okay Strawberry fields forever That's all we need to know Then that's all we need to know I mean, it's really, if you want to get down to it, it's about insecurities, Cliff, but I think about it more about Strawberry Fields. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, how about a strawberry fresh off the vine? Sounds great. Fresh off the vine. You know, and strawberry wine. Throw them in there together. No, strawberry wine's been on too many countdowns already. <laughs> so it is stricken. Every time you turn around, Kendall's put a strawberry wine on another countdown. All right, is that it? We need to do another segment very quickly before we wrap this countdown up. Is that correct? Are there really more segments? What oh, things you is. should know? Is that something I should have known, Cliff? That's something you should have known. Here's the time for the game show that everyone feels dumb. Thanks. Right. No. Here are your hosts, Cliff and Kendall. All right, Kendall. What show's first episode, The Girls Want to Go to a Nightclub, Aired on October 15th, 1951 on CBS. Um, I love Lucy. Uh, we dare you to come up with an alternative answer. Yes, I love Lucy. I love her. You love her. We all love her. We all love, we all love, we all love What was the first TV couple to share a bed on primetime television? Oh my god. You've asked that before, and let me try to remember the answer that you want. Have I really? Because it was not any of the ones that I gave. It was... You think it's Ozzie and Harriet. Ozzie and Harriet Nelson. Got it! Alright. And it probably is... I just have heard the television folklore... Alternatively, that it was someone later, such as the Flintstones or the Munsters... But now, but listen, I went back, I remembered what the answer was when you asked me before, and it all worked out great. Kendall, what cartoon family got help from legal whiz Perry Masonry? Oh, Cliff, was that the Flintstones? It was, it was. Meet the Flintstones, because they're a modern Stone Age family. You yabba-dabba knew it. Who was the richest man? To ever be Vice President of the United States of America. Was it Mr. Rockefeller? How that it was. are you? Mr. Rockefeller having fun. Oh, what kind of countdown can we put that song on? I gotta come up with it. <laughs> 
Kendall, what comic book series saw over 500 products bearing its name make $60 million in 1966? Was that peanuts? No nuts. It was. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Batman. Superman. In Gotham City. <laughs> Batman. I was doing a fake out. M. Night Shyamalan fake out. That's what I was you doing. Got me Kendall. again. Got me again. No, that was 66 because that was when the old Adam West Batman show came on. All right. What game show had Arlene Francis as a permanent panelist? Arlene Francis was that. What's my line? Yes, it was. <laughs> hey! I'm as shocked it, as you are. Knew it all along. Kendall, what type of... Sorry, I'm... Do you ever do this where you, I'm reading one question, but then another question... I was trying to read them both at once, Kendall. It caught my eye. I don't know what is going on. It's freaking me out. I'm still trying to... No, I'm not going to. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Isn't it funny what the human mind will do, everybody? What type of daytime programming, daytime programming, was Procter & Gamble the leading sponsor of in TV's golden years? Was that The Tonight Show? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would it have surprised uh, me that you answered that? No. Well, I like to keep you guessing. He, uh, Night, you are, we are both just M. Night Shyamalan today. I know. Cliff, uh, was it General Hospital? Uh, in a narrow sense, no. In a broader sense, yes. It was soap operas. The genre. Oh, there you go. Got it. <laughs> All right, Kendall. I'm going to call that one a slam dunk, like that person who just jumped into the pool over there. So, yeah. All right. So, let's jump back into the countdown, like that person who just jumped in over there. So let's see. We Okay. Uh, we're at number four. Uh, what's, uh, what's six, five, four, three, two. Two. Oh my God, Kendall! This really should have been number one, but in the spirit of summer fun and pool parties and splish splashing, I'm not gonna do a coup and move up <laughs> to number one. This is a great song. It's about a cake and how about if I'd known you were coming, I'd have baked one. It's called I'd if I'd known you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Kendall, a cake. Oh. Well, 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 look who's here. I haven't seen you in many a year. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Baked a cake. Baked a cake. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? If I knew you were coming, I would have eaten oh the cake. Oh, my God. Don't you miss the days when cake was just more... Prevalent. I don't go to enough people's houses <laughs> where people are offering me a big slab of cake. Oh my God! What I would do people for people just one. don't bake as many cakes as they used. And to. my grandmother, she will say at Christmas times and holiday, you know, different family gatherings, she'll say, "Well, I can make a cake and put it out there, and nobody will eat it because <laughs> they're all on a diet and they're this and that." And the other. I'm thinking, oh my God, we need cake and ice cream. When that stopped being a treat that you would gladly accept anytime yeah. then that means we are just too spoiled and rotten as a society and need to start over Kendall if I'd known if I knew you were coming I'd have baked a cake baked a cake baked a cake if I knew you were coming I'd have baked a cake how'd you do how'd you do how'd you do 
I think I'm going to have to stop the food more and get some cake and ice cream on the way home. In the land, had you dropped me a letter, I'd have hired a band. Spread the welcome out for you. Oh, I don't know. My God, I'm thinking about the cake and the frosting and the ice cream all mixing together. And I'm wishing I were in the middle of that right now. And this song brings me back to it every time. Kendall, that feeling when someone you love comes over and you wish you had a big cake to give them. Or if you're just sitting at home alone and you wish you had a well, big cake. Well, well, well. If I'd known I'd been here, I'd have baked a cake for myself. <laughs> well, luckily, I know I will be sitting at home later, so I will get a cake and take it home. Do it, Kendall. I'll enjoy it. Love it. I love it. Oh my god. Love it, love it. No. I'm terrified now. What is number one on the food? <laughs> Shit. My God. You should be afraid, Cliff. You should be afraid. You're very afraid. Here we go. I am very afraid. The number one song on the summer or the, on the food song countdown. <gasps> eat it. Eat it. Get yourself an egg and beat it. You won't get no dessert till you clean off your plate, so eat it. Don't you tell me you're full, just eat it, eat it. Get yourself an egg and beat it. Have Have some some more chicken, chicken, have some more pie. It It doesn't doesn't matter if it's it's full or fried, just Just eat it. Just eat it. Just eat it. Just eat it. Eat it, Cliff. All right. <laughs> and that, that works in multiple ways. Eat it, Cliff. Eat it. That's a song about food. It is. <laughs> sure. And we bookended sure, our sure. countdown with Weird Al. With Weird Al. Nothing wrong with that, Kendall. Add these food songs to your summer barbecue playlist, everybody. Don't. Why don't you? Don't serve cicada, though, if you have people coming over with shellfish <laughs> allergies. Very oh, scary. just have... Shellfish friends. Shellfish. Kendra, I don't want to go there. I want to leave here, meaning this booth. I got to get out. I want to borrow Mr. Snodbottom's swimming vest and put it on and do a couple laps around the pool while the sun is still out and it's still this glorious day. Yeah, it does look like it would cool us off a little bit. All right, well, we will see you here next week. All right. I have been Cliff. Oh, and I have been Kendall, and I will continue to be Kendall. (laughs) That's it. Signing off. Get you can